It was huge. Way bigger. Yeah. It was like explosive. It was way bigger <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. I thought, uh-huh. not that I doubted the book at all. Like I knew it was going to help me just mm-hmm. knowing you enough and knowing I know you well enough to know that your first book helped me, you know, yeah. just reading it, you know, and that wasn't yeah. even me interacting, just validating that I'm not the mm-hmm. only one in certain situations and stuff like that. And it yeah. being real, that helped me. So I knew I was going to get something out of it. I did not think four chapters in that I was going to just be different. Like I'm already different in a good way. Welcome back to the Foundations Podcast, where we discuss in depth the ins and outs of behavior change. We'll talk about effective strategies that will help you tap into your motivation, set appropriate goals, measure your progress, adapt and self-manage when faced with challenges improve your self-confidence and self-efficacy, and establish a solid foundation that will give you the strength to accomplish anything you set your mind to and overcome any obstacle that stands in your way. I'm your host, Carrie Woodcock, ACE health coach and behavior change specialist, owner of Total Transformation, Transform Your Body, Mind, and Spirit, and author of Foundations, an eight-week behavior change program designed to help you create a balanced, stable, and fulfilled life. Whether you're looking to improve your career, health and fitness, relationships, spirituality, financial stability, or emotional well-being, Foundations will create a solid footing to keep you grounded as you implement change into your life. You can find the Foundations Workbook on Amazon or visit my website at totaltransformation.live to learn more about the 8-Week Behavior Change Program. It's easy to start the program yourself just by working through the workbook, but I'm also offering some workshops and have a few slots for one-on-one clients if you're looking for some additional support. You can check all that out at my website, again, totaltransformation.live, and feel free to reach out and send me a message with any other questions. This week, I've invited Brittany into the studio to talk about what starting the Foundations program was like for her. She shares some of the ways in which Foundations is different than anything she's done before, the impact that the program is beginning to have on her life, and how it's helped her to take an honest look at herself and the changes that she would like to work on in the upcoming weeks. I'd like to welcome Brittany as my first guest on the Foundations podcast. Brittany is just starting to work through the Foundations program and I asked her to stop by to give us a little bit of her feedback. So, Britt, you're just getting started. Yeah. How long have you been working through it? A couple of weeks now? A couple of weeks, yeah, but I'm taking it super slow, which is different for me. <laughs> yeah. So, the first seven chapters of the Foundations program has um, some exercises that I ask everybody to go through and thinking about it before you actually start the program. So I like that you have taken the last few weeks to think things over and, I don't know, really make a plan for what you want to change in your life. So what made you want to do the program to begin with? Lots of things, right? (laughs) So like I'm kind of getting like middle-aged, I guess you would say. 37 isn't really young anymore, but it's not quite (laughs) old. But I'm finding, or I've been finding that a lot of my life has been kind of the same things over and over again. And that's not what I want for mm-hmm. my life. And I've tried countless things before and I, they just didn't work. Unfortunately, they didn't work yeah. for me. So I figured I'd try this because we talked about it a little bit, you know, and yeah. it, 
it works for me so far. Um, so you did kind of a lot like I did when I was going through some of those feelings in my life. I started reading. I started doing a lot mm-hmm. of mm, personal growth type books. I started. I don't know if I ever tried a different program, but I started just doing a lot of seeking, I would say, like spiritual work. Yes. And because I didn't know, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to make myself feel better. And you've done a lot of that same type of reading. Yes, I have. I've done a lot of that stuff. And when I say programs, I think it's because I've always done like, so mid 30s women, I mean, 90% of them probably want to lose some weight and want to be healthier and want to, you know, you're starting to realize your body doesn't stay the same. Mm -hmm. So that was like a big thing for me. So like weight loss programs or diet programs, or I would try to do like journaling for like the spiritual side or Mm -hmm. the, you know, like stuff like that. And it was just a bunch of different things and nothing connected. It was like, that works for here. But then when I start working on the next thing that falls apart. Mm -hmm. So when we chatted about how it's all intertwined, I was like, yes, it is. (laughs) And that's why everything's falling apart because I'm not doing it, you know, all together. I'm focusing on one thing and the other things come crashing down. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about it before. When we were talking the other day, you were saying that typically what you would do would be to start something like this and you would like push through, you would power through it because just to check it off a list kind of. Yeah. I'm not sure like what I can say on the podcast, but you can say whatever you want. I'm like balls to the wall, like, you know, do it, you know, do Mm -hmm. it all. Like everything, 100% dive in. And that's who I've always been. And just because that's who I've always been. Ben doesn't mean that's who I'm always going to be. And I'm starting Mm -hmm. to realize like I need to slow down in life a little bit and actually like take in, you know, it's not always action. Do, 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 do. Right. You know, like this is really different for me to be slowly going through these things. And, you know, the some of the things that you're having us having me do, you know, the activities, I guess, or what would you call them? Like exercises. Like exercises. Yeah. So when I'm doing them, I'm finding myself like normally I would just take a pen and I would just be like, do, 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 you know, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, done. And right. then move on to the next one. And I'm finding myself like sitting back and being like, okay, then I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm writing and then I'm thinking more about it. And honestly, I've taken four or five days on each activity and just making sure like that's really where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, is that really what I'm feeling? Like, yeah. you know, the your future, where do you want to see yourself in the future? And I'm finding that all that stuff is things that I've always thought mm-hmm. and wanted. And I mean, I don't want to say needed, but kind of, yeah, for growth, I, I need those things. Yeah. And to be, you know, part of my life. And I don't know, I think, I think it's just very different this time. <laughs> yeah. So one of my intentions when I wrote this book was that I wanted to start chapter one right off with with you doing the work on yourself. But I also wanted to prepare you before you started week one of the program, because I think that it's important to think about what it is that you want and the things that you really do want to change, because that's what's going to help you tap into your motivation down the road when you really pinpoint that stuff. And sometimes we don't know how to achieve something if we don't even know what it really is that we want to achieve. So I think it's an important part of preparing for it and preparing to be successful in it to really, really think about those things. Because really, I believe your thoughts create your reality, Mm -hmm. you know, and the law of attraction and all of that kind of stuff. And like, when you think about something, that's how something begins to materialize. And then when you organize your thoughts and you write it down, then that's the next step. And it starts to become a little bit more reality. And the next step that you'll implement is to start 
taking actions every day to make those things even more and more and more of a reality. So I think if you skipped that first step, then your energy isn't as focused as it would be as if you stop and really, really set your plan and what you want, figure out what you want, because and that's already changed for me. Yeah. Just from doing the activities that you've given. Yeah. That's already changed for me. Like the things that I thought were going to be my goals, because ultimately we know that we're going to be writing goals, you mm-hmm. know, for the weeks. What I thought my goals were, those aren't my goals. It's weird. It's so weird throughout these activities because you're finding that like, yes, this is, you know, how I want my life to look in five or 10 years or however many years. And what you would think on the face value, what your goals would be to get to that point in your life, you're mm-hmm. thinking, all right, that's simple, blah, 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 you know, but when you actually are doing the other activities after and reading your words, which are few, but very powerful, you're realizing like, okay, no, those aren't my goals. My goals are, you know, something entirely different. That's going to bring me to that ultimate goal. Right. You know, it's not, I don't know like how far to get into it, but it's different. (laughs) It's just different. You know, it's, it's my goals have changed with, as I've sat with it, like, yeah, you want to have, you know, you want to have a better marriage and you want to have more patience with your kids and you want to have this and that and all these things be more financially stable and, you know, stuff like that. And then you're fine. Like I'm finding, I just got to worry about myself and I got to work on goals about me Mm -hmm. and then those things will fall into place. Where before I was focusing on, you know, all these little things with the kids or all these little things with my husband or financially, like, let's get a debt calculator together and all that stuff. When really, if I just focus on me and making the better decisions, the goals changed. Yeah. So that is really the idea behind the name of the book and the name of the program is Foundations is because it's about building a solid foundation And sometimes that means going down to your most basic habits, like Mm -hmm. your sleep and your water intake and your exercise and and whatever it is that is most basic to to your well-being. Because if you build a solid foundation, then all of those other obstacles are so much easier to take on. So that's really the approach that I take. It's like we all have this fear of being selfish. Yes. And especially, you know, we have a family, we have husband or kids or whatever. Um, Sometimes we feel guilty focusing on Mm -hmm. ourselves. And I think it is a slight shift of mindset to realize that your well-being will positively influence all of those other relationships. But you have to put yourself first and you have to do what's right for you first before you can be fully functioning in all of any of your relationships, I believe. I totally agree. And that's not that's something that we know, right? Like we know that, you know, especially as, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't mean to say especially as women, but especially as women, like we give so much of ourselves. Right. Yeah. And I think that I've always known, you know, fill your cup up, fill your cup up, fill your cup up. And I've known that my cup is empty and I know mm-hmm. that I'm not filling it up. But it's just it doesn't until you stop and think and mm-hmm. Until I started going through the first chapters of the book, I didn't realize just how important that was. Yeah. You know, like I knew, but it's it's different when you're writing your words down and you're doing these activities that you have in there and stuff. Like it's it's just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to share too much of the book. No, it's okay. <laughs> but, That's what but, we're here for. You share like, as much as you want. It's kind of like in my hand here. <laughs> but the, 
ideal life one, you know, like it, it's, it's weird because they're all the things that I've always thought and all mm-hmm. the things that like I envisioned and like hoped for myself and hoped for me to be for my kids and my husband and my career and your family, your friends, you know, mm-hmm. but when you write it down and you really take the time to like sit with it, like it's very different. Yeah. It's very different. I remember the first, so simple. the first time I did that, what I realized real quickly was how unfocused my energy was, right? I had so many different things and I was giving a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here. And when I saw it all down on paper, I was like, well, no wonder I'm not accomplishing anything mm-hmm. because I am spread way too thin and I'm not concentrating on any one thing well. I am, I'm just spread all over the place. And I also realized it was kind of hard to swallow, but my priorities weren't in order at that time. Absolutely. And that's actually in one of the chapters here that I was looking at just now when you were saying that, you know, like (laughs) you sometimes got to, like you can blame the fact that you had kids and that you have a job and you have all these things to do, but ultimately like it comes down on us. Right. And that's a super Mm -hmm. hard pill to swallow. But Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the stuff in the first, you know, four chapters or so that I went through made me realize like, it sucks that it is kind of on me. It actually is all on me. We only have control of ourselves, but it's okay too. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm identifying it. I realize it. And now yeah. I'm working towards it. And this is what's lining me up to do that. Yeah. And I know the first, I think it was six weeks after I started doing this the first time, which was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and I was going through this, this selfish feeling. I was married at the time, you know, my husband didn't like me taking a little bit of time for myself. My son was young and he's used to being at my hip every every moment. Mm-hmm. So for me to take a little bit of time for myself was an adjustment for for all of us. And and I felt guilty and and I felt like I was being a little bit selfish. But I, at my six week mark, I specifically noticed all of my relationships beginning to improve. And my son, who would have been eight at the time, I guess, maybe, I can remember him commenting on it, like, like, in a such an innocent way, like, saying something about how patient I was, and how he doesn't know what he would do without me. And you know, that I mean, like little things like that, that he's just a kid, he doesn't know what he's saying. But in those six weeks, he noticed a difference in our relationship. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not even to the point where I have my goals and, you know, I'm acting on them. I'm just thinking about them now, right? Like I'm planning mm-hmm. them. I'm setting the foundation for my foundation, right. if you will. <laughs> like I'm, I'm digging ground right now to see where I want to put it, if that yes. makes any sense at all. But my husband had no idea I was doing this. I was just, I didn't tell anybody about it. It was just mm-hmm. me and you that knew. And, and he actually commented just last night on you know, how I handled something differently than I normally would. And I'm not even there yet, but I'm just being aware because the way that you lay it out, you know, right from the introduction, (laughs) the way that you lay it out makes you think and you're just more, I'm more Mm self-aware just from that. So I can't imagine, you know, what people are going to notice or I'm going to notice, you know, F everybody else. Like, no, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> it, you know, it's this is about me. I'm going to be right. selfish for the first time in 37 years. But yeah. 
And I, I, we spoke about that a little bit earlier too. Like Mm -hmm. I, I do feel like I'm being selfish, but you know what? I think it's time to be selfish. And that's where it's a little different for me than it Mm -hmm. was for you. Like my husband wants me to go do these things. Like he knows I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And he, he always tells me, go find, go get a hobby, go do this, go do that. I got the kids and the kids are like, mom, it's fine. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm a mom and a wife and I should be here. And it's really like a, that's like a battle amongst myself and my own like inner like demons, if you will, or you know, control issues, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Like, I got to be there because if it's not right, you know, I'm just yeah. going to come back and fix it after, you yeah. know. But <laughs> I got to be okay with that. And I got to – gotta maybe I'll be able to handle it better if yeah. my cup's a little fuller, you know. Yeah. No, I will. I know I will because it already happened. It's already happening. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are some people I think that could pick up this book and work through those seven chapters in a week. It all depends on where you're coming into it and – and how how much you've thought about this type of stuff before, right? Yes. It, so it's going to be different for everybody. When I wrote it, I wanted it to be I wanted it to be very short chapters, so it wasn't a ton of reading, and I wanted it to immediately start with work on you and not have to read a bunch of stuff that you had to process. You and lost it, right? no, I wanted and like a paragraph into the first chapter, you're writing an exercise. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm almost. Um... Didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. It's going good. Somewhere. But I almost found that I'm writing as much or as equally as you are. Mm-hmm. And that's the point, right? Like yeah. it's about, you know, getting to where you need to be and you doing the work on yourself. But I'm also finding that short little bit that you're writing mm-hmm. is more powerful than chapters that I've whole books that I've read. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it gets through to you in a different way. Or yeah. through to me in a different way, I should say. Yeah, I really wanted to um you know, explain everything so it was easy to understand, but I I didn't want it to be too much to con- it's not rocket science. Like it's no. not difficult to comprehend. But at the same time, there are things that shift your perspective. It makes you think about things a little bit differently. And I just think it's so important to take the time to go through those. And like I said, you could power through it. You could have powered through it in a week. But I oh, absolutely. I think that you're taking the time to really, like you said, you're digging ground. I like that actually. Yeah. I've never heard that from yeah, Foundation. It's, it's like yeah. you're it's like you're 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 digging. Like right now yeah. I've got the bulldozer and and the whatever that claw one is and we're like digging a hole right now and I'm, you know, in a couple of weeks hopefully gonna be able to start putting the cement down for the foundation you know yes. what i mean and hopefully that's where I, no that's where i'm gonna go it's not hopefully i can already tell that's where i'm headed yeah but i think that and in the second chapter we talk about um the things that have specifically brought you here and why you want to start the foundation program. your why right? your why right because um this is the part that you need to remember because you go into a program like this, you know, we're all, we come in hot. We're like we overthink ready to things. take. Yeah. That's we're ready. what I was going to say. That was important. Oh, when you okay. were so sorry. To me no, that's that, okay. But that just brought it back up in my head. Like I'm fine. Like in other things that I've done or tried or whatever have you, like it's always like beaten and overthought and overdone. And it really is not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Like it's really simple. And the overthinking, I think, is what we all get lost in, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, I have to make 87 spreadsheets to, <laughs> you know, to to get one thing, you know. You know me well enough to know. Like, I always say this, tell me the temperature, not the weather. Yeah. You know, I don't need to know the dew point and the humidity. It's mm-hmm. 74 degrees and sunny. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think that your book is that. It's exactly that. The workbook's that. 
And when you were just talking about chapter two, your why, that's where things started to change for me a little bit, Mm -hmm. what I thought my goals were going to be. And I think that's because I sat on chapter one for so long. I did. I sat on chapter one for like a week. Yeah. Like where I, when my life was going to, where I wanted it to be and stuff. Yeah. Like I really sat on it. I mean, this exercise asks, that first exercise asks you to describe your ideal life Mm -hmm. and to write it in the present tense. Like it's already there. A minute. It's already, yep. And so to sit down and really write what you want your day-to-day life to be. It's pretty powerful. You wouldn't think it until you do it. Until you do it. And then you're like, ugh, it's like a gut punch, man. Like it's, it is. Yeah. It's, it's very powerful. Yeah. To have it coming out of your hand and you know like I said I've thought about it yeah I've dreamed about it I've wished for it I've prayed for it you know I've (laughs) burned sage for it I don't know like I do all sorts crystals all sorts of stuff you know what I mean but when it's just as simple as just you and a pen yeah just writing it down yeah and I share in the book um what the first time I did that exercise I think it was 2013, so it's been 10 years ago, and and I wrote that exercise, and it was it was hard for me to write, and it was not hard for me to write because I didn't know what I wanted, because I did know what I wanted, but I was scared to want it, mm. and I was also, I felt hopeless, and like there was no path to me ever getting there, you know, I just couldn't see a path at that time, yeah. but for whatever reason, that day... I sat down and did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I did it away from home because I didn't want anybody else to stumble upon it or anything yep. like that. I had to do it on my own where I didn't have any interruptions. And and I had to, because I had to really be honest. And that was the hard part that's for me. That's the hard part, right? That, I think that's yep. the hard part for a lot of people to be honest yep. about what you really want, not what like society wants you to want or what you've right. been groomed to want by your family or your friends or what everybody thinks best for you. What do you think is best for you and yeah. what you're, you know, what's going to feed your soul so you can give the world what you are supposed to be contributing yeah. like to get there, yeah. you know? And that's hard. That's hard to do because sometimes we get in a hole or we get in relationships that are just so far gone that you don't know what to do to get out or if you even want to get out, you mm-hmm. know, you don't know. Yeah. You know. And that could go for friendships, family, you know, anything, you know, marriage, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Yeah. I know that, uh, so I came, I went looking for that writing because I was reminded of it when I was finishing putting this book together and I dug it back out from Mm -hmm. so long ago and what really surprised me, I couldn't believe it actually, because at the time I just know that I knew, or I just knew that I didn't know how to get there Mm -hmm. or felt unattainable almost completely unattainable. And I wrote it in the present tense and I, you know, you want to say like the, Manifest the way to manifest things is to write things down and mm-hmm. believe that you're going to do it. Really? I did not believe that I was going to be able to do that, <laughs> but I did it anyway. And I tried to convince myself that I was believing I could do it. But um, but when I pulled it back out, I couldn't believe it when I read read through it because it describes exactly where you are, where I where I'm at. My even further, like I've accomplished more now than I would have even. Than you dared to, to dream. To. Yeah, like I've come so much further. So, and you've continuously done this, right? Like you've continuously done foundations for the last, 10 years, for over the and last over again. ten years. Yeah, <laughs> you told me about that and how some of your goals will stay the same and some of them will change a little bit, and yep. that's totally fine. Yeah, Obviously. I do. So it's like an eight-week program, but I do continuous eight-week programs for my entire life, and occasionally <laughs> for I my will. Life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I never stop. I wouldn't because, stop either. It clearly works, and it's not like uh, I mean, it's 
for me now. It's just the way that I focus what I'm working on, whatever I'm working on. And sometimes I work on more my basic foundation and my exercise and my, you know, fitness and those kind of things. And then sometimes I work on publishing a book or Mm -hmm. getting a new certification or whatever it is and whatever, whatever I'm trying to accomplish, those are what my goals kind of revolve around. And usually it's a mix of those things because all of those I feel like are important to feeling Mm well-rounded and, and to be, you know, multidimensional, like multidimensionally happy or whatever or balanced you know yeah it's balanced really yeah because if one thing's falling apart it's as cliche as it sounds it all falls apart right well and I also feel like it works together right if I'm trying to organize this program enough to get it out published which which I was one of my most recent goals um when I am exercising and when I'm doing my journaling and all of those things that's when my mind is the sharpest and I feel like I make so much more progress when all all of those things are in balance so it makes sense yeah it does yeah and that's something that I noticed um with like some of my pastimes like I spoke a little bit to you earlier Mm -hmm. about how like when you're on social media and you look at your memories on social media and you're like god I was so happy then and then you see like it was because you were meal prepping that week and you were doing this and you were doing that and then you remember like this was a really good memory with my family the same week you know and you see that it all adds up together and it's pretty crazy how when one thing goes together it all fits it just fits it's like a puzzle yeah 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 you know and it truly is why this is a multidimensional approach to wellness, because I don't believe that you can pull one aspect of your wellness, like your physical or your financial or your emotional or any of those things. You can't put it in a compartment because everything is intertwined and everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So Tom actually mentioned something like that last night. My husband said that last night when I shared with him what I was doing because he mm-hmm. had mentioned like well, I noticed I'm a little different and I was like well you know <laughs> I've been working on some on myself through you know a book that carries you know putting out into the world now and I'm it's working you know mm-hmm. like it's working clearly if you noticed and you had no idea I was doing it it's working and he had mentioned and I'd mentioned how all these things like go together and I explained mm-hmm. a little bit of it to him and he had actually mentioned like you know he sat there for a couple minutes quiet and I didn't know if he was just like, oh, whatever, it's another book, you know, or, you know, it's another book she's working on, you know, something like that. Or if he was actually thinking, right. but I didn't want to interrupt his thought in case he was actually thinking for once. Because <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want him to, like, I didn't want to ruin the thought because right. I thought, wow, maybe he's really like listening, you know, right. like he's listening to me, you know, and I think it's partially because he had already seen a change in it in me mm-hmm. without me even being deep in it. And so he's clearly like, oh, well, this could make a change in our lives. If it makes a change in her life, right. it changes for all of us, you know, and he was thinking and we started talking about like finances and he's like, you know, a lot of the times when we do get in big arguments, I've noticed, you know, we're having a hard time paying this or we're having a hard Mm -hmm. time doing that. And it's like, you're right. Like it all intertwines, you know, he's like, remember when we had all that money saved up and it was like the best year ever. And I'm like, yeah. And it wasn't because we had stuff or we could spend money on stuff or go get crazy things. It's because we were comfortable there. So we didn't have Mm -hmm. that extra stressor to add on to the stress and that stress. Yeah. You, You can handle it better when one thing starts to fall down if the rest are good. 
it's that foundation yes. holds you up. Well, and that's just it, right? So when you have your solid foundation in place, then when you get a financial crisis that hits, or when you get a, a health crisis that hits, yeah. or when you get an, uh, an emotional yeah. crisis that hits, like you're so much more stable and you're so much more solid that you are prepared to be able to self-manage. You're be, you can modify things as you need to. I find that my life doesn't have as many highs and lows. I'm, Stability. Yeah, like like things, because your life is always going to be disrupted, right? It's never going to be perfect, no matter Absolutely. what program you do. But the hill's going to be a lot higher if you've, it's a lot harder to climb that one hill if you just did 10 mountains. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you've been going slow and steady, it's not that, it's just a bump. It is, it is. And that's what it turns into is no matter what disrupts my life, I feel like I have the resources to get through it mm-hmm. where I didn't before. And it would throw me off completely. That's why I love the way you called it or named it, titled it, <laughs> Foundations, you know, because it's like the house, right? Like if you, you could have the best walls in the world and you can spend $10 million on a home, but if the foundation's shit, then the house is shit. And it's going <laughs> like, to crumble eventually. Like the first good windstorm, it's done for yeah. because it's going to catch it and it's going to tip over, you know? Yeah. But if you have a good foundation, if the walls are halfway decent, you know? That's the first thing you look at when you go to buy a house, yeah. right? When you go to look at a house, you're like, oh, it's got good bones, good foundation. Yep. Roof's good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. We can get a new furnace. Yeah. Walls. We can paint anything. Give me some some paint. I can fix anything but a foundation. When I was writing it, I had, oh, I don't know, five or six different titles over the over the time <laughs> I wrote it. And, and I always put in collection of titles Toss together. Yeah. And I just I just let them go until I feel something resonate. And when I was talking about this with different people, I kept using the word foundation, found, build a foundation, build a solid foundation. I kept saying it over and over again. And then finally I was like, well, that's the name of the book. The name of the book is Foundations. Hello. <laughs> it named itself. It did totally name <laughs> it itself. Did. And like it, even in conversation, like it always comes back to a solid foundation. It's true. And yep. anything in life though, right? Like literally anything. Yep. Anything. Yeah. You know, like if you have a relationship that started off rough, you know, it doesn't matter how good or great it seems for the next five or six years if it was a bad foundation it's going to crumble right yeah careers if you get a job that's really not for you maybe you can Mm -hmm. figure it out but eventually it really wasn't for you you know it wasn't a good base yeah and then uh going back to talking about the why and why you want to make the changes one of the reasons why i think it's so important to write that up is because when we start a program we get all motivated we come Mm -hmm. in we want to we're gonna like be all out we're gonna change our whole lives and then you get a couple weeks in and life starts to get real again and you have to go to sporting events for your kids and you have to you know whatever else comes up you have to travel sometimes yeah the brakes go in the car who knows yeah and then and, and then it starts to interfere. So when you write out the reasons that you're here, your motivation behind it, and the, in the moments when you're frustrated and you feel like you're not making progress or something is disrupting it, then that's one of the first things I do is flip back to that. Like, why did I start this in the beginning? <laughs> why, am, why am I motivated? And that's one of the best ways for me to tap back into that motivation is to reread those things that I wrote at the beginning. Like, this is worth the effort that I'm putting in, no matter what I'm coming up against in the times Absolutely. that I don't feel as motiv- motivated. And that definitely helps me. I definitely reverted back to it last night mentally. <laughs> I did. I did. Because I would normally like, cutthroat argument over something silly you know what I mean just because other things have piled up and I mentally took a step took a step back and I sat back yeah and I was like all right 
what am I working on? Better communication. That is one of my, you know, one of my whys. I want to communicate better so that it, you know, it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And that's actually number four <laughs> in my paper right here. And yeah. I mentally went back to it. And therefore, I was able to take a seat and think, all right, we're going to communicate better and we're not going to do the old things. We're going to do yeah. the new things. Yeah. You know, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and the next exercise that that's very closely related to that is talking about uh, pivotal moments mm, and how to recognize. That was hard. How to recognize them and embrace life-changing turning points. So when we decide to make a change in our life and to implement a behavior change program such as this, there's usually a moment. Mm. I, I mean, I can think of many moments like, like this 20. in my life. Yeah, like <laughs> where you know that you can't continue as you are and something has to change. And even for Absolutely. me, sometimes when I couldn't admit those, like my body started to tell me I was having like knots in my shoulders and yes. I was starting to have like chest pains. It actually scared me because I was like, all right, I have to deal with this because my body is not going to let me not deal with it. Like I've been pushing things aside for too long. And and I remember that moment when I was like, it's got to that's got to happen. And I know it's scary. And I know that I'm going to have to dig deep and I'm going to have to take an honest look at myself. But otherwise, I'm going to be in big trouble, I believe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. Yes. Because <laughs> that was that was a really hard one for me. Chapter three was not easy for me because you stop and you think about it, right? Like you think about we're a product of our life, right? Mm-hmm. We're a product of the trauma and whether or not we could deal with it. We're a product of our experiences we're a product of our environment like Mm -hmm. we're a product of you know what's around us right and a lot of I find a lot of the things a lot of my pivotal moments continue to be the same moment with a Mm -hmm. different face Mm. and that was hard for me because then that's Mm. on me right so it's true though think about it like you're the universe is going to keep giving you or whoever you believe in is going to keep giving you the same challenges with a different you know face until Mm. you have learned the lesson that you're supposed to learn wow that just gave me cold chills it's true that one was hard for me because i found that my pivotal moments were really the same thing over and over and over again and shit i didn't learn (laughs) like (laughs) what the hell man like imagine where i could be if i had and i get i get it like i can't go back i can't change it but i can now and the last one of the last things that like i talked about relationships and i talked about like jobs and things like that and i found that i was like in the same places with the same things but i wrote in here that the week prior it had hit me and it did when i was doing my why Mm-hmm. Right. I was doing my why and it kind of hit me a little bit like, why do my feelings always have to end up being dependent on how somebody else treats me or somebody of what somebody else does to me? Or why do I allow that? You know, and I found that in all of my pivotal moments, I didn't have to allow for that. Like my happiness is mine and no one's freaking taken that away from me, yeah. you know, and that's a big part of where my goals my goals had changed a little bit when I was, you know, in chapter two. But then in this one, I was like, all right, no, this is, I think I called you or texted you. And I was like, I'm going to be fucking selfish. Like, it's time. Like, I'm selfish now. Yeah. Like, it's about my happiness. And then the people or things or whatever that fall off, yeah. they fall off. And that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
you know, and the ones that are supposed to stay will blossom and bloom because I'm happier and I'm contributing in a more positive manner. Yes. And, you know, selfish has such a negative connotation. But it doesn't but I really need to be. don't think it's it good should. selfish. Yeah. You know, I'm not eating You're all the chicken. Of, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> You're taking care of yourself. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And we all need to do that. And I think that that's super important, like what you just said there, the whole selfish does have a negative thing on it, right? Like super negative. And it doesn't really always need to be everything as a product, right? Like it's so it's what just because society tells you that you're not allowed to do something, I think that you have to sometimes, right? Like everything's fine in moderation. Why can't I be a little selfish? Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I don't need to go to the table and take all the chicken off the plate so nobody else gets any. That's a different kind of situation, you Mm -hmm. know? But if it means that there's only 10 minutes left in my day and I've done nothing for myself, why would I give that 10 minutes to somebody else as much as I love them? Like, Mm -hmm. no, it's mine. You know, it's mine. And I'll be better for it. And therefore, our relationships and things, I'll be, the world will be better, you know? And, you know, that's why I feel like the foundations program is a little bit different it focuses on a stable foundation I like I have that formula that I like to use Mm -hmm. and it's I love that formula (laughs) the foundation's formula for success is stable foundation with consistency planning modification prevention equals success Mm -hmm. so really what this whole thing is is collecting all of the data of your own behavior. So you basically are just creating data. It's like it's, it's a hard like, look in the mirror is what it, it is. It is. It is. But you have like this resource at the end of it where you get to see what actions you're taking. Now I know we've talked about this. I've used it for 10 years. So like if I am thinking of the best time in my life, like in the last 10 years when I've been the happiest or when I've felt the most physically active and and most comfortable in all re- aspects even inspiration wise you know like that's, in, that's huge yeah like i can go back and i can see what actions i was taking every day and i can say okay my joints didn't hurt as much what was i doing for exercise and i was i know over and over and over again that i'm on the elliptical not outside on the pavement like mm-hmm. i know this and so i start to create it's i like can a, recreate it i it's can like recreate a you can look back it is. It's a blueprint, You know what I right? mean? It's like, that's what I was just thinking when you were saying that. It's mm-hmm. it's literally like a blueprint that you can look back on, you know? And yeah. and you also can do the important. same with what you want to avoid, right? Absolutely. Like, so it's this didn't almost, work for me. I looked at it like an experiment, right? A, a behavior experiment. And we are changing out variables. This works. This doesn't work. This does work. This doesn't work. And you can go back and you can see all the supporting data to back it up. And, it, and you start to see what behavior patterns work for you. Mm -hmm. And looking at it that way, like I think I'm less apt to quit because I know that it's an experiment on myself and on my happiness and Mm -hmm. on my growth. And I know that there's going to be ups and downs and forwards and backwards and all that fun stuff. But like the other things that I've tried, it's like, you know, like you say you start a diet, you know, you're crushing it for like the first like 10 days and then it's a birthday, Yeah. you know, your kid's birthday and then you find yourself at 10 o'clock at night in front of the fridge eating a freaking jello cake. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, dang, <laughs> you know, it's over, you know, I did it. So I guess I'll start again next week. Yeah. And I'm noticing with this, taking it slower, like I'm already seeing things that are changing Yeah. and what I want or need. It really focuses on trying to eliminate the all or nothing 
attitude and trying to not beat yourself up every time you don't have a perfect day. Give and yourself a little grace. Give yourself a little grace because behavior change is freaking hard mm, work. There's no so way hard. around it. It's just hard work. And it takes dedication. It takes discipline. It takes motivation. And that's why those exercises are so important, I believe, because that will help you tap into those things. Absolutely. And you know what else they helped me do? Hmm. And I don't even know that I've said this to you yet. This might be a first time I've said it to you because I was just thinking about it when I was listening to an audiobook earlier. This has helped me. I have noticed in the last couple of weeks, my pride and my ego have kind of taken a back seat. And for me, like I'm like a strong-willed woman. I do have pride and I do I am a little egotistical sometimes, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And for me to notice that about myself and actually be able to have it in my face and take a back seat that's that was hard and I did it with that I never would have thought twice about it I never would have sat here in front of somebody else let alone in front of a microphone that (laughs) who knows how many people can hear that (laughs) I know I have a pride problem you know I know I have a control problem and things like that and they're a product of my life and you know my pivotal moments and I'm aware of them and going slowly to work on them you know what I mean and That alone, if that was if that was all I got out of this whole book, that's life changing alone. Yeah, for somebody who is so prideful and so like on their own two feet one hundred percent of the time and don't need anything from anybody, yeah. you know. And I do, I do need things from other people, and I do need yeah. to do things for myself. Yeah, and that's I've already gotten that, and I'm freaking two weeks in. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can't imagine where I'm going to be at the end of it, yeah. at the end of the first week. You know. Like I said, there were seven chapters at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You are through the first four right now. Right. And originally, I was going to wait until you finished all seven of them. But there was so much powerful stuff in there that what you were telling me about that was happening that I think it's better to break it up a little bit. Yeah, it was huge. Way bigger. Yeah. It was like explosive. It was way bigger than I <laughs> thought it was going to be. I thought, not uh, that I doubted the book at all. Like I knew it was going to help me just knowing mm-hmm. you enough and knowing I know you well enough to know that, you know, your your first book helped me, you know, yeah. just reading it, you know, and that wasn't yeah. even me interacting, just validating that I'm not the mm-hmm. only one in certain situations and stuff like that. And it yeah. being real, that helped me. So I knew I was going to get something out of it. I did not think 26 pages in, four <laughs> chapters in that I was going to just be different. Like I'm already different mm. in a good way. Yeah. Well, so the next three chapters that you're coming up to, uh, next you're going to talk a little bit, you're going to look more at the multidimensional mm-hmm. approach, which is a really great exercise. I love that exercise. I actually use that with, I've been using that for years with, I mean, I've been using most of these exercises for years, but in different in different ways, you know, but this is just one that I really, really like. And this is something that you'll use as a tool to measure your progress throughout the eight weeks and throughout the next eight weeks and the next eight weeks like it's just it's a really powerful exercise and it makes you think about every dimension of your wellness all of the eight dimensions you're going to think about each one and then after that you'll go through a little bit about goal setting Mm -hmm. and talk about how to set long-term and short-term goals some tips for keeping them Uh, we use smart goal setting so it's specific measurable attainable realistic and time bound. So keeping all of those things in mind, how to set a long term goal, and then how to break it down into a short term goal, which is basically what becomes your daily 
goals that you're going to keep track of in this program. Your short-term goals are the actions that you take every day that once you accumulate all of those actions and once you learn to set appropriate goals, and it might take a couple of weeks to modify them a little bit. You'll get started Mm -hmm. and then you'll think, okay, maybe I set my expectations a little bit too high. Maybe I need to make some adjustments, you know, but by a couple of weeks in, you'll work those kinks out and you'll look at all of the things that you're doing each day. In the end, those are the actions that are going to get you towards your long or to your final goal. The numbers don't lie. The data doesn't lie. It's real data. But sometimes that type of, you know, sometimes that stuff is hard to measure, right? Your happiness, your how much progress did I make towards a goal of those things. But that's what this does is it breaks those things down into a way that you can measure them. Yeah, I looked ahead a little bit. It's pretty measurable. It really is. And it's uh, one of the reasons why I started implementing it was, first of all, to pull my own life together because it had fallen (laughs) apart, you know, and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. So I was like, I had to organize my thoughts. Yeah, I had to do something. But I also used it with the one-on-one clients that I work with because it's about accountability, And, you know, when you enter into a behavior change program, that's hard. And you hire a coach. It's easy, real easy to say it's not working and, you know, blame somebody else outside of yourself. So this data, this this set of data that you collect every day, these actions that you take every day, this is your accountability. And when they were reporting those to me each week, they get to see how much effort they're really putting in. And it suddenly takes that blame off of me and they start to be accountable for themselves. And, you know, that was one of the hardest lessons to learn when I started this business because you go into it wanting to help everybody, but you can't do it for them. You can't do the work for them. And they have to take accountability for their own actions. And part of my job as a coach is pushing them to take accountability for their actions. I'm not a yes man. I'm not Mm -hmm. always, I mean, I certainly am going to cheer you on and I'm always going to be in your corner, but I am not going to just agree blindly with everything. And sometimes you need to be pushed a little bit. And that's, I believe what my job is as a good coach is to help people learn to expect more out of themselves. You kind of push, I think you push people to be better because you can see the long term, right? So while you, I know you well, right? So while you're super motivational, I also think that you have no problem to gracefully have a conversation with someone and Mm -hmm. tell them the hard things, right? Like no one wants to hear that, you know, you suck at this and that's what happened. You know what I mean? Like no one wants (laughs) to hear that. that You you say it more gracefully. I do not. (laughs) So, but you could say, look, maybe you can work on this. Like just the way you word things is. Well, and I also think that it's not always talking to them in that respect. Sometimes it's it's helping them believe in themselves. Because one of the reasons that these type of programs will fail is because people don't have self-efficacy, which is their belief in success in their self. So some people, when they start a program, they're not expecting that they're going to finish it because their past behavior, everything that they've tried before hasn't worked. So they think that it's just going to fail. And they have this. And the more that that happens, the more defeated they feel and the less confidence they have in themselves. So part Mm -hmm. of my job is to help build that and help help them start as small as they need to start and to be accountable, but also to believe that they can be successful. And it doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. And it's going to happen at different rates for everybody because everybody comes into a program like this at a completely different place and they want different 
things completely. Like the the goals and the things that you want to accomplish are completely specific to you, and nobody else is ever going to be the same as you. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You have to find what works for you. So I think that you know a big part of my job as a coach, as well as to help help people find that confidence and tap into that motivation and to really believe in themselves. I think you're good at that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time, I guess. <laughs> There's a reason that I it's feel like I was dr- like drawn to this path, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's definitely yeah. who you are, for sure. Well, well thank you're you. You're going to change a lot of lives. <laughs> you already are. Well, I'm going to circle back with you again mm-hmm. when you get a little bit further. Have you come back and talk a little bit about after you do the multidimensional approach to wellness and talk about the goal setting and then maybe getting started on your first week. Yeah. And also in the book, um, after each week, I put a little reflection section in there for the most common challenges that everybody have that has done it in the past, what they come up against in that particular week. So I try to put any kind of advice that I've collected over the years with working with people like different strategies of things that have that have helped them overcome different obstacles. And I find that they're kind of repetitive in those eight weeks, like especially while you're trying to get into a stable routine. Yeah, some of that stuff is common for people to feel at the end of each week. So it's super important to have that in there because a lot of times people do quit because they're like, oh, my God, I feel so alone in this. I don't, you know, other people are doing better or whatever have you. You hold yourself to a different standard. And sometimes you might want to jump ahead because it might not happen at exactly the same time as somebody else. But I've tried to deal with like one common thing after every single week to give you some additional resources. Um, One of them you mentioned earlier, I think it's the after the third week, I deal specifically with uh, managing stress different mm-hmm. ways that you can manage stress in your life because stress is one of the one of the most reported indicators of failure for behavior change why people abandon them is because of stress in their life so i talk about the different meanings of stress and sometimes how stress can be good like we think of stress with a negative connotation but there's <laughs> you stress as call is actually like a positive stress and that's like when you grow because stress also does provide the most potential for growth so mm-hmm. To shift that perspective of the way that we think of stress, because it can be good and bad. Yeah, it's like there's always there's always something good. Like we just what did we talk about earlier? That was the same way. Like being selfish, right? Yeah. In moderation or yeah. used in the right way. Like yeah. I I try to instill that in my kids, and I'm trying to instill that in myself as one of my things that I'm working on. Like yeah. any bad situation, there's something good to come out of it. Yeah. You know, it's it's horrible and yeah. it's difficult, but. You'll come out on the other side in a positive manner if you yeah. look at it that way. It's yeah. perspective. Some of the other uh, topics that you can he- expect to hear about in the future and that are at different at the end of different weeks would be like um, a positive mindset is something that is mm. I really focus on a lot. And our our mindset is thought patterns and thought patterns are habitual and it is all about behavior. And so they are hard to break because mm-hmm. our mind goes in specific patterns over and over again. So I go through a section on some activities that you can do and how you can implement it into your goals every week. Like if you find yourself really down on yourself and you're really critical of yourself, um, there's a specific exercise I like to do with somebody that I ask them to do every single day and report back to me to find something positive. And After a while, after doing that, every single day, it starts to create a new thought pattern and you start to see the positive in places where you didn't see the positive before. 
I'm so, excited for that one. I yeah. definitely could use that one. Yeah, <laughs> for and, sure. And then maybe some uh, some advice on some different chronic health conditions, some ways to set realistic weight loss goals. All of those kind of things are you can find in the there's a reference section. Mm-hmm. I've also included like an eight week program of my own just for reference, like at the end, so that if anybody wants to just see what examples are because they've never really written goals out this way before. Mm -hmm. It's Um, a good guide. It's just a guide. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. Just some, some ideas, but I feel like we could sit and talk all night. We could, (laughs) but I'll (laughs) save some for another podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming in and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. A huge thanks to Brett for stopping by the studio to share her foundation's experience so far. I can't wait to follow up with her to hear all about her updates as she progresses through the program. If you think you want to find out what Foundations is all about and work through the program yourself, then reach out to me. I'm looking for individuals that are interested in giving Foundations a try and sharing feedback as they progress through the program. I'd like to know how this program is impacting your life, strategies that work for you, as well as those that don't, some of the challenges that you come up against as you try to implement new habits into your life. Join me next time as we talk about one of the biggest challenges that many people that start an intense program like Foundations face. I know it was for me, and that is taking a good, honest look at themselves. There's no doubt about it. Change is scary. But I promise you this. Working through Foundations will set the wheels in motion, and you will begin the process of creating the life that you want to live. The Foundations Podcast is a Total Transformation production. The Foundations Workbook is now available on Amazon. Or you can visit my webpage at totaltransformation.live, where you can learn more about Foundations, purchase a program, connect with me directly, or learn how you can sign up for workshops to get you started. Subscribe to the Foundations Podcast and join me each week as we set out to catch even the wildest of dreams.